In times like these, being a citizen is a big job. Thank you for joining us to celebrate the virtues of self-rule and debate the state of our republic. Welcome to the behind-the-scenes episode of the Citizen's Prerogative Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Michael Piscatelli, and I'm joined by my illustrious co-host, Raymond Wong Jr. We'll get to hear from him in a bit, but before that, a warning. We feel the need to provide a peek behind the scenes to add another flavor of our perspective. The subject matter from behind the scenes will be more raw and off the cuff and potentially offensive, but we have done our best to mask the worst expletives. Finally, before we begin, a couple of listener notes to address some questions off the bat. Behind the scenes is a side effect of our process. Ray and I record our episodes essentially in one take, with perhaps a few bullets to keep us on track. Prior to each episode, though, we catch up. We talk personal, business, and everything in between, including bathroom life. We spare you those details. I digress. The episode that you're about to hear is cut from the prep time I just described, which is usually completely off the record. At least it had been until now. You will hear references to the South. We intend this to generally refer to the pervasive culture in the times and places leading up to the founding of the Confederacy. After the fall of the Confederacy, the South continues to be used as a reference to uh, subsequent redemption and lost cause propaganda campaigns that eventually pervaded all of the Union. After all, lest we not forget, the Confederates only conceded the war and never denounced their way of life. Instead, they feel maybe more like an exiled people in their own country. This ideology is built upon white supremacy at its core, and it became less geographically centered around the southern states as time wore on and economic models and people shifted away from the plantation. Albeit wherever black people would go, if not among their own, then racism was sure to follow. You're also going to hear us refer to white people. This is in reference to a cultural identity shared throughout the ages based on a wishy-washy perception of race and who's considered in the club or out of the club. It's not intended to be a reference to anyone's skin color. My skin could be classified as white. Most people do classify it as white. But my Italian immigrant forebearers weren't afforded the same label based on mere perception. Oh, how whiteness has changed with the times. I cannot wait for race to be an artifact of history. Lastly, we're compelled to try something different here. So after listening, let us know what you think by commenting at Citizen Do Good on Facebook or use our contact us form at citizendogood.com. In today's episode, we're talking about the events that occurred at the Capitol recently. We're talking about January 6th. We want to talk about it in the context of MAGA and BLM and the Republic like we usually do. There's also an aside about the nature of reality, as we tend to get caught up in the cutting edge of science and belief. Again, this is uh, raw behind-the-scenes footage or content, and so we're releasing this now as an episode. Some of the discussion may meander a bit, uh, but it's intended to be a little bit different. Without further ado, let us begin. We are now live. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, I didn't know if we were going live, live. I was going to say. Uh, uh, January uh, 10, January 10, 2021. And, and is it 2021? Everything in the Republic is different. Is it 2021? Did we just, I mean, I mean, what's funny is uh, my partner and I celebrated, Denzel and I celebrated, and we're like, here's to 2020, it's over, here's to a brand new year. And 2021 kind of came in and said, hey, by the way, in case you forgot, um, years are a human construct, and it, and really, this isn't over. Time for history to repeat itself. Prepare yourselves. 
Well, the thing is interesting is that we've got two mindsets going here because those individuals thought history would repeat themselves. A lot of people thought it was it was 1776 again. You've heard yeah. that rhetoric, right? <laughs> that they were taking back their nation. But I've um, I was actually late getting on because I was doing um, a Facebook Live because I was genuinely feeling grievance about we need to explain why Black Lives Matter is different than MAGA because everyone seems to want to associate the movement which is real, Black Lives Matter, with the MAGA, which is not real, which is false. It's lost cause. I mean, MAGA is the remnants of the lost cause propaganda where the South never conceded losing the Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> really, right? Isn't that, yeah. That's the crux. We never, we never resolved that dispute. We stopped. We stopped reconciliation. Uh, we pulled the U.S. military out for a deal. And that's the problem. The deals need to stop because guess who's not involved in the deals? The American people. We're yep. never involved in those deals. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Um, but I want to ask you if you kind of mm -hmm. saw the same thing. Is that the good news is <laughs> I need to go close my windows. Um, the so did you notice that the um, so we're good news and bad news is the press was on board with calling it an insurrection and calling it an invasion, right? I saw from the early on before we even knew how bad it was, the press had already hyped it up. Yeah, but then they couldn't keep control of it, right? Because I, I personally do not believe that the language necessarily was warranted off the bat in, in long term it is right. But, yeah, we we can't call it we can't call it what it is until we know what it is. But they called right. it an insurrection from like the start. Yeah, I was actually I happened to be watching it. I had it on television as it was happening because I was watching the speeches. <laughs> um, okay. I was actually watching what was happening because it was being it was on you know it was being aired. I was on C-SPAN most of the time anyway. Like if okay. even if CNN was, <laughs> I was already watching. Um, and then they cut over and you see, you know, they're covering the protests, marching down the street and everything. And then suddenly I'm, you know, I'm, I'm staring at the screen and I'm thinking of it as they're saying it. I'm like, wait a minute, there's no barricades. There's no security. You said it too. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I'm looking at it and it looks exactly like it did when I was there back in 2008 or something. Right. It was like there was some construction fencing or something and some trucks, but, you know, it was it, there was no people anywhere there and there was this whole group of protesters marching towards that area of the capital and i was like this is really weird and i'm looking on c-span and they're in there and they're giving all the speeches on on the floor of the house and the senate and i'm like this is this is not right this is not right. right why on earth is this mob allowed to approach the capital like this totally unrestrained there was nothing in between them and then they get up on the steps and everything and that's when you heard the tone change. It was as soon as they started getting up on the steps, it was then that the talking heads realized something's wrong. Wait a minute. How did right. they get that close? How did right. they get that far? It just suddenly struck them as at that point, it was something wrong. And then I was like, uh, yeah, hello, you guys. What is this? I've never been allowed up there. I don't know if you ever made it on the tour, but when I was there, there was an armed guard with an AK-47 who told me I couldn't step on the steps of my house alone yeah. you know i was i couldn't even ask him a question i was like when and it was a stupid question when is the tour but you know like he's he's there to guard but it's still like i just was like but this is the people's it house seemed so even staged to me well here's well, the thing not here's... not that the protesters were staged but the fact that they had such unfettered access yes. to the capital well, well, I mean, is are there white supremacists in the police force? The are there people are all that run are undercompensated that that want power and have an ego and want an easy outlet to do it where not a lot of people are going to go because it's not well compensated. Uh, it's called the, the police week, force. The, the week or two before this, I just kept thinking. I, I've been reading all of this stuff about like the Russian Revolution and and the Bolsheviks and some other stuff because I was digging into anarchy a little bit more preparing for upcoming episodes. <laughs> and I kept, I'm like, suddenly I'm seeing this happen. And I, all I'm thinking of is, Oh my gosh, this is a Bolsheviks kind of revolution or, you know, in, in the minds of the people that are downtrodden, right. Or, 
I mean, it even harkens to off with their heads. I mean, if you just for a moment put your feet in the shoes of those people who are marching on Washington, right? They they probably feel like that's where they are in history. And the rest of us are all just horrified. Like, no, 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 no. You're so confused about what's happening in that, you know, in that Congress right now. <laughs> I can't hear you. You're on mute. For the life of me, the the when I when I saw this happening, all I could think is that um, none of these people have read the Constitution. No, I don't think any one of those people in that building know what's going on. They don't understand the Constitution, nor have they. They're not engaging in deep thought. They're just mm. a bunch of parrots. The hard thing was is that I was very. It was almost traumatizing how disorganized their rant was because they never. You could never hear a coherent message. You could never hear one oh, no. consistent chant. You could never. So you it's could tell all it was the so disaffected, all yeah. the disaffected, and and I, their I hate to reasons. use the term, yeah, for their micro reasons, all yeah. came together because they have a common enemy. That's it. That's the only thing they have in common is this perceived enemy of the state, and and in in a really sick, twisted psychology of of it, it turns out they're the enemy of the state. It's almost like a, it's almost like an Inception film or something. They don't even know that they're in it. Yeah. Well, what, what happened, you got to imagine as they went home or as they finally looked at their phones and, and I, I have to say this, I don't know if you noticed it, I have never seen such a phone obsessed group in my life. Like yeah. what I saw was the perpetuation of a social media manipulation, yes. um, um, you know, that, that lonely uh, they isolationism. They chosen to live in 1984. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, oh. And, and the selfie sticks. I've never seen so many selfie sticks in my life. I mean, a revolution I did not know included selfie sticks. It is so, it, it's going to be, it's so interesting for so many reasons. And we can only, we can only think, we can only take a step back and say that from our philosophical position at this point, because it's not burning down, mm -hmm. at least not immediately. At least they played their hand like, like this whole Trump thing is done. And at the end of the day, in hindsight history, looking back at 2020 with 2020 vision mm -hmm. and seeing th these were test cases because they're so woefully underthought, but the actions are so profound, right? So look at like, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is, can you imagine if it was well-organized, if everything Trump wanted to do and his supporters wanted to do was actually well-organized rather than just this smattering, meandering thing? So the real risk, the real concern is if an organized group was to try and conduct this in a concerted way, they would be quite successful. Right. Well, I am of the part, I am of the mindset, Michael, that there were organized people and that the individuals that needed to get into the room couldn't get into the room quick enough. And that, yeah. you know, there was a, there was enough of a stopgap. I'm sure. Well, I, now I'm that sure. it's demonstrated, right. That's the, that's what worries me the most, right. Now the signal is there. Hey, yes. this works. We pulled it off. Just right? pull it together a little bit tighter. Well, I wonder, and what made me wonder is I think what happened is that the critical mass stopped. I believe that enough people heard the sirens. They knew, right? Because as, as as people we know, the cops don't rattle their sirens when you're doing good stuff. Um, so the I think that the people realized, and I'd imagine it was pretty psychological because um, they, they brought police in from all regions. So I bet the sirens were going from all these various regions traveling into right Washington. So I bet psychologically, most of the MAGA folks that were not there for that, right? The ones that were genuinely there due to manipulation. I'm not going to say because they had a good grievance. We'll never say that in our organization. It's because they were manipulated into thinking they had just cause. And I'm sure they ran in complete horror. And can you imagine being the individual at that rally and then leaving as the Capitol is basically, how do you know? Is it on fire? Because it looks like it was on fire at one point with the smoke. Yeah, whatever that, you know, there were some images, you know, they were angled so that it looked like everything was on fire, but I don't know what happened. Cannons. It was the smoke cannons, not tear uh, gas, right? Because they don't qualify no. for tear gas if they're white, um, but cannons, smoke cannons, <laughs> smoke, smoke cannons. bombs, the things they sell at ice cream trucks. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, there were some fire images outside the Capitol when they're on the stairs. I don't know where that came from. But do you not, think, not in the building. So what do you think? You know, I mean, I know you and I have discussed very clearly about the media's position in this and they own it because they've been kind of um, they've been perpetuating it. But what do you think about this whole um, impeachment now? Do you think that this is now a red line for those senators? and those individuals who decide they are going to perpetuate this contest after what's happened or is this democracy oh and we're not on a we're not an episode that's why i ask it here yeah (laughs) no i know because when you look back at history we've had right we have a long history of riots and mobs and you know people being very irreverent of the system because of corruption um so it takes it takes a lot of moral platitude to say it's completely wrong (laughs) you know if you have a grievance and you're being ignored um your free speech is being ignored then logically the next thing that happens and in even mlk and malcolm x and people talked about it it's like well once your back's against the wall and your voice isn't heard the only other thing you have to do is leash out whether or not that's actually what's happening to these individuals, I think is quite debatable, but they cornered themselves into the perception that that's what's happening. And so they're responding in kind to the perceived, you know, threat. So you can understand it, but what is unique about this is that it's a coming to fruition of something the founders feared that we've never seen successfully conducted to this mccarthyism was the closest time this country has ever come to social manipulation to the degree that we just saw and i think the real risk why this is unique and special and particularly scary and needs to be dealt with in a particular way and not just treated like any type any insurrection we've seen in the past is that social media thing if all you have is a phone which is quite ubiquitous now everybody has it if all you have is a phone and that's all you have because it's cheap and it's your only connection and it's inciting you to to believe things that are making you risk your life to do take these actions that seems like a problem that does not seem like an effective use of our system and it also doesn't seem like it's just people merely not being heard um so that being said i i think this falls outside of democracy i think this falls outside of the tenets that you know we it's nonviolence as soon as you're, you've gone beyond violence, as soon as you're trespassing and you're destroying property, I mean, it, we, we have that very distinct line. So, you know, stop, yeah, stop being a protest, a door. I was thinking about it. Thank you. And because I was thinking about it, like I, when it, it helped me even deal with it, because you and I have ta- spoken about the doorway and the threshold and how that matters so much. So it was a lot easier for me to deal with the violation and what happened because I said, well, you know, we've, we've talked about it, the doorway at our constitution has invested so much in the property line, which is the door, right? The door. Yep. And then when I saw the images of them banging at the door, like just forcing it through, I was like, sorry, I, I felt that you and I are onto a real cohesive idea here that this doorway is our fanciful it's our everyone's disneyland right everyone has this imaginary doorway which is so strong and we all sit in our houses and and the same thing the government's doorway they were all sitting in there like oh this is just what we do we fight propaganda you 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 (laughs) campaign finance dollars thank you right it's a game and then all of a sudden someone's banging at your door and you realize what it's like to have somebody violating your doorway and it doesn't happen very often to these elected leaders right not like the people experience it Uh, but i'm glad you said also that they do have a grievance because um i feel the same way it's it's manipulation they're wrong it's it's built on a lie but if your president the person you're supposed to trust tells you it's you've been it's been stolen what do you think's gonna happen now other other part mike is that i feel like the um the MAGA leaders are not intelligent enough to stage this, right? The yeah. president and his leaders. I felt like the language they use now, the press has edited 
to high hell, right? And it sounds really bad now. But the full speeches, you heard them. They were they had legalese scattered though, right? Everywhere. They weren't designed. Always. They weren't designed for he's this. He's so good at that. Every yeah. speech he's ever given, all I hear is the caveats, the exceptions, the double speak, the you know, the disclaimers. There's just disclaimer laden. There's no real there's nothing you could take to court. <laughs> right. Like, we're going to fight like hell over the next 10 days. We're going to fight like hell. You got to get out there and fight over the next 10 days. I was like, you know what? This is sick. And what they wanted, I think, was a rally, a passionate rally, right? But it got out of control. It well, got and it's out the of language. It's lost cause propaganda style because mm-hmm. the South, that was the... That's Southern gentry. That is the Southern aristocratic means of speaking truth without using true words. Um, You know, masters of the art of manipulation of speech because, you know, they didn't have segregation in the South and they didn't have slavery in the South and they never had any of those things, right? They were taking care of people who couldn't take care of themselves. And there was all this other other way of talking about the truth that you know keep the righteous righteous holy in their righteousness <laughs> and so far so far it does not look good for the southerners because as the rap sheet comes out i mean as people get arrested it's not looking good for the south it's not is it no, but there's not a lot of people from chicago in that riot I will tell you that Arizona's in there, and I want to be clear that yes, I've been responding. My public, my my pub, my public response to people is yes, we are a battleground state. So yeah, that's all yes. I say to anyone. It, and that's says, right, Arizona, huh? Because hmm. everyone wants to wash away our blue. Don't you dare! We are part of the blue club now. You can't kick us out. Nope. Don't you call me purple after this election (laughs) you are now in the blue but yeah i mean what is that now i'm seeing um the uh, maricopa the maricopa county republican party is censuring cindy mccain and several other moderate republicans have you seen that today oh no i haven't i don't i wish i cared more but because it's so hijacked right the arizona oh no as soon as i saw that they don't do anything the local oh. con- they usually so this is the on. san diego party I, I feel like maricopa county and riverside county parties i mean they almost share a border yuma's the only one in between right i forget what mm-hmm. county is in between there's only one um <laughs> it's they're, they're of the same and it's like this anti-hispanic southern border group of whites or something right because there's there's a coalition of them yeah whites it's, and it's this ideal that the America they have will change if they allow these outsiders to come in. But they're coming to join this con- this constitution, this set of laws, this self-rule. Right. Like right. If, if we all played by the same rules, what do you have to be afraid of? This is well, that's so the interesting. Problem. <laughs> that's the problem, the pay-to-play system, right? So as, as, as these individuals move in and they build their own businesses in a, in a, in a shitty burnout building, right? But they, they might still be, build a They business. might even be better at it than and the And they're white better people. at it. Mm. And that's the risk, right? You don't <laughs> want the competition. Yeah. You don't want fair competition. You never cheers had it. Cheers to competition really quick. Let's do it. Cheers. A, cheers to cheers freedom and to cheers freedom. to come and cheers to the revolution. Because here's the thing I'm saying to people too. All my friends who doubted me on the revolution. Oh, do you believe me yet? Do you believe me? We're on the good side, though. I believe we're on the good side after what I saw. We're on the side of the union. Cheers. That was the longest cheers ever. (laughs) Cheers to the union. To the union. It's time to put down the Confederacy once and for all. I was very glad um, to listen to hear Merrick Garland. Uh, Although he doesn't get to be a Supreme Court justice, is going to be ahead of the Justice Department. And it was really, really, not yet, but really good to i know right all the confirmations um hear them bring it back to the history of the founding of the justice department and why the justice department was founded and it was to i mean i sum it up as our government created the justice department to protect newly elected black congressmen as they transited from Washington, D.C. and their home 
states in the South. It was set up to fight the KKK. So after we had the elections after the Civil War and we started Southern states, especially South Carolina, because their whole, their whole legislature, their whole system of government went black basically after the Civil War because there were so many black people in South Carolina. Um, but a lot of Southern states had a lot of black elected officials and um, that, you know, the backlash to that was the rise of the KKK because we disenfranchised all of the former Southern slaveholders <laughs> of their property. Um, and so they established the KKK, their own, you know, season, whatever, internal police force, which we'll talk, we can talk about Behind the Bastards is a great podcast. They did a series that traces all the police unions and the training programs and a lot of that staff back to the KKK groups that got disbanded back in the day. But ultimately, Justice Department was there to fight the KKK to protect black representatives in Congress. And so they kind of brought it up. They brought it up when they're talking about his, um, whatever it is when you nominate somebody to a position. And I was like, thank you. Yes, please remind people what the purpose of the Justice Department was when it was born. Now I'm crying. I didn't expect to, oh, well, I thought I was going to cry today talking to you, but you know, there's, there's, it is nice always to talk to you because I continually learn things from you. And, um, and thankfully you and I are just equally different enough that we find different spectrums of everything. I, yeah. I didn't even know that. I, that's, it's brought tears to my eyes and I oh, will it gives me chills. I mean, it gives life. me chills right now. I, every time I think about it, I, I, when I learned it the first time, it was, it was hard. <laughs> when did you learn it? Where did you learn it? Um, one of two PBS series. <laughs> it's either many rivers to cross um or it was america post-reconstruction i was waiting for school to be shocked but it didn't happen <laughs> Sorry. oh no no actually no i will give the uh, system yeah, yeah. yeah and and for school san francisco yeah well okay. yeah, yeah. no no san francisco community college helped me understand a lot more about native heritage Oh. um in the americas i'd hope so credit for that and then because they took that land from them yes exactly this <laughs> this is a part of our history and thankfully the the progressives were here to try and unearth the real history and boy it, it feels real when you learn about it it makes a lot of sense and and that's how when you know Beautiful. history makes sense because it actually helps connect some dots it fills in some blanks it explains a little bit behind the motivations that you didn't understand before but if you're learning history and it doesn't do that yeah it's probably not true <laughs> i'm just glad to hear that yours do, goes that far because um ours does not you know arizona has well, this not, is college though but it's, arizona in general oh. you would imagine we have a huge native american um influence yeah and we don't push down we don't so we don't talk about it we don't talk oh. about it in our institutions and so We've been talking about that. Like I've been pressing um, that we will go down a level and everyone was shocked. What? I said, we will go, we will ex go up. We will start to tell the story of the transition we, of the cities. We weren't in, the first in, peoples to occupy this land. Right. Let's go down. <laughs> Let's go down and see what's under. Cause Phoenix was founded on, I think a native American village that had burned to the ground and nobody talks about why it burned to the ground, which I'm sure the whites had something to do with it. Because they but... didn't have sprinklers. <laughs> well, you know, when it, you, your building reaches a certain height and certain width, that's what happened. Oh my God. When Arizona, do you were you lived here? Do you remember when they started putting sprinklers in people's buildings and houses and stuff? And yeah. And they were just like, I can't believe it. It's so ugly, my house. I was like, well, your house is gigantic. Mm -hmm. And people don't want to die. No. But it was is... Arizona so backwards. They were like, sprinklers. Yeah, and there's no fire escapes or anything. It's like, if you're on a second <laughs> or third floor of a house, like, well, good luck. Hopefully there's a pool. <laughs> people have asked about that. What about the fire escapes? Like, what if the, no. what if the building's on fire? I'm like, you go inside the stairwell. But what if the building's on fire? You go inside the stairwell. Yeah. <laughs> what stairwell. If the stairwell's on fire. There's two. There's two. By regulation. <laughs> Those stairwells can be on fire and they're fine. They, they, they can burn for like an hour or something. 
I mean, ours are uh, San Francisco's sky rises are the same. I think there's only two. What, what can you bear? I mean, I say with a great compromise anywhere, how many can we ask the builder to put in on it? Exactly. Yeah. The profit's the problem. It's, <laughs> it's not that, well, not you anymore. know, two is sufficient. Not anymore <laughs> with 3d printing technology. Uh, if everybody leans into it and these techno and these old construction companies let go and and lean in and concrete companies let go and lean in really heavily we could really convert but it's slow they like slow because there's a lot of money made on labor yeah, i think labor is where there. most of the income is right for the company In income the, the labor i think for for construction the cost is not the is not typically your material it's the labor is your highest expense yes yeah i would agree because you don't get a discount on labor in bulk so in and so the construction company makes money off of labor so they are profiting from slower you're right construction. That, that's where their margin that's where they get yeah. to squeeze the margin, margin out of <laughs> yeah it's like we people. know we they took away our overdraft fees we get it it's unfair <laughs> they took away our overdraft fees we get it okay we invented the debit card and then feed everyone for it but that's that's just the way it works Dodd Frank, sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, profit to a point. Uh, I think it was reasonable. I think some key companies were reasonable, but you know, it was interesting because Nevada had a law that said that transactions had to post, you know, smallest to largest. So it had to post in that specific order. It was really interesting to me when we were retooling that stuff. Um, we were like, oh, yeah. oh, there's a more conservative state law over here. Does that mean we have to do all the accounts this way? How about <laughs> no? <laughs> we'll just carve a little niche just for Nevada for the moment. Are you kidding me? And it makes sense because Nevada and that's a policy is a exception. <laughs> well, I imagine that what other place would people be towing the line on their checking accounts than in Nevada? But that's also it's kind of disgusting because if I think about it, well, that meant that the lawmakers just needed their people to be able to keep putting their money into the casino machines and not into the bank's overdraft fees. So it's like it, it was actually I thought yeah, it was right. Good, as long as your law, casino but... withdrawal was less than your mortgage payment, you could keep gambling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. I just can't. <laughs> No, I thought it was good, and then it turned evil again. This podcast does not rest. <laughs> By the way, this is a back office background. Behind, behind the, the scenes. scenes. Now I say it almost on habit. Now this I want to make a banner out of that. <laughs> back this, back that. It's back behind everything. <laughs> it's background. If it's you've got a phrase for behind, we're going to use it. It's behind maybe if i sing it then it'll work it'll stick okay cheers you wait to freedom you will see just you wait hold on <clears throat> alexander hamilton my name is alexander hamilton and there's a million things i haven't done just you wait just you wait you know what? And Denzel, did I tell you? He, I've probably already said it on the show, but he tells me I don't have to try to sing like Lin Manuel. He's like, you just sound like him. You don't have to try. And I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Take it as a compliment. Now I got to go watch it. Now I got to watch it because I've never seen the original still. Well, you haven't seen Lin Manuel Kanchuki? No. no, that's the good one. I've. That was actually one of your assignments. So I feel bad. I feel bad for not completing my bio for 12 years. I won't until you watch Alexander Spamilton. Yeah. yeah I because, only saw the stage one no, here. You have it was to different be in people. Oh, no, no. Michael yeah. Piscatelli yeah, Jr. Yeah. I know. I've never seen they're, the original. They're beautiful men, too. Okay. They're, they're beautiful men okay, that can sing. They have mm. talent. Their talent mm. is really good. Um, so the, the, they are like, and you have to, and, and you'll understand why I'm inspired by the Alexander Hamilton and Lin-Manuel Miranda himself. Because, you know, he wrote that play. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm sure it's because no one would have given him a shot. I think he sees himself in it. I think I see myself in him and, uh, and, and that ideal that no one's going to give him a shot because of his 
awkwardness, his voice, his who he is as a person, um, because there's all this 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 box we all have to fit in for the media system, right? For the process mm-hmm. to work, you have to look a certain way because we want the brown people to feel bad. You know, you know, we whatever the mission is. I don't know what the mission is at the Murdochs. I think it's oh, they make, want everybody to know their place. Know your place. I like that. That's know really... your placeism. But that's you've got to see Lin Manuel because he is so awkward, and I sing just like him. So, anyways, that's I'll preach okay. less. That'll be that. my. That'll be my. I'll take that homework away. I've been well, watching. And you it. said you. You said you're Aaron Disney. Burr, the person yeah. who shot me. And yeah. I think once you see him sing, you're someone else because I don't think you're the person who spends your whole life challenging me and not working with me. Because Aaron Burr declined to work with Alexander Hamilton. So well, I, I, I don't the think about push. them. I don't think about them as individuals. I think about them as representing groups of people with certain ideas. Makes sense. Yeah. When when but, I when I have ha- that's the only way I can shoehorn myself into it. Otherwise, I just tell me. I think the king i love the king i identify with the king i feel like this objective observer of some experiment that could go horribly wrong like i was laughing like i i I don't know i was texting with danielle and i was like well this is what congress deserves how did they leave themselves so unprotected how did they have so much hubris you know this this safety theory (laughs) that they just thought was some what uh, unfettered reality i mean half of me was overjoyed with this wake-up call the other half was just horrified <laughs> right but so okay i love i am cake. willing i am willing to do this again if, if you want to so i think we need to put just like we'll do the reaction absolute, film should we do a reaction we watch film it? of 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 that that's good but i also think we should the reaction film would actually be really good i'm down right now but of the the um i think the song and i'd be willing to sing it because i like singing it you can sing it but what if you did the capital riots not the violent parts but just with that song dubbed over it oh my god think about it it'd be so great just you wait you'll see yeah. It's not as easy as you think it'll be. Yeah. <clears throat> and we'll say, and then so we'll say, because you can, I just, I just think it's something to consider so we can mull over it for a couple of days while it, because it still needs to settle. The dust is still a little hot, but yes. I think it's important. But that I we want demonstrate. it to become a mantra. This is something I don't want us to forget as long as we're yeah. alive. So we need to demonstrate how important it is and, and how we can tie it back to our history. But you're absolutely right. And so let me pull this back. <laughs> The only reason I'm not pushing back at you on the king thing is because you are the antagonist. You are, you, and I've always called you British. Yeah. Our whole lives, our whole lives, <laughs> yes. like since we were teenagers. You've always ignored my Italian nature. <laughs> I was like, you're not Italian, you're British. You're British. Well, that <laughs> makes sense because you're British. <laughs> you would always say, you're like, my skin is, I don't have a tan. I'm like, well. You're of British lineage. I think I've pushed back on your whole life. So for you to say the king, I was like, first off, I was mad, but then I pulled back and I was glad because you you finally accepted your British heritage. But it's and there's only fine. like thirteen percent of it, but it's in there. But you do have that. Well, believe me, the royals too. Uh, so the, <laughs> That's the, true. Right, German lineage. I think yeah. right now the yeah. Grand Line. So um, if if you think about the you have always been the the person of um i think you believe in institutions you you believe in the the place and you're very you're about the organization and you're about structure i, I think you are very contesting it i want to see the code the king how's the we code still have to do the perform? reaction video though yeah we'll do the, we'll do that reaction. means you haven't seen the real king i have not you fool and no. i'm using a kingly term fool <laughs> you fool you don't know <laughs> hold on you'll be back time will tell you know i mean the king is really good in the original okay no no so he he uh, listen to me you little michael piscatelli you mvp (laughs) most valuable person that does not watch that video he is um 
he came back just to do the movie. So when they filmed it, they filmed it in 2015 and Disney didn't release it till now. So Disney filmed it in 2015, but the King guy came back just to do his part. So he was already wanted the whole original cast. He wanted the whole, and it, it's, it's, and he, and you can tell he's really, and he's gone now and he won't be back. Oh, but time will tell. You know, we'll remember that he served us well. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> You've got to, I think that, so the beauty of life, the beauty of plenty is taking in many things, right? A cornucopia is in front of you, which is the, the country. And you have all these sources, you have all these resources, you have all these friends, you have all these connections, but we don't want to use it, right? Like the cell phone industry has got you obsessed with the answers right there. And I blame certain people in my life who tried to manipulate me and tell me Google has all the answers because I always went to my friend, my dear friend, I won't mention his name. We'll call him um, Pykel, Pykel Liskalelli. And um, he... I would be like, hey, this question, oh, Google has all the answers. Well, thank you, Michael. My dependency on the internet is, I mean, Michael. Cemented. Thank you, Michael. You ruined me for at least, I'll give you at least a couple of years. Thanks. Because I would tell other people, don't talk to me. I'm not a human being. Google has all the answers. Well, it is. it, it contains a plethora of facts provided you have a poop sifter and facts are what you're hunting your truffle mushrooms are facts but (laughs) if you're looking for candy there's a ton of that in the store too and if you don't know what a truffle is you little piggy from a piece of candy you know then we get in trouble and not you i mean generally and you know i that was the problem right that was the big issue is oh well unfortunately (laughs) google's a big trough there's a lot of bad stuff in it I'm here to admit right now that I am willing to be a truffle pig for the people. I am a truffle pig for <laughs> the people. That's a hashtag. What is the hashtag? <laughs> truffle pug, truffle pig for the people. We like, are truffle pigs for the people. We need to recorded. do the t-shirt. Let's get it out there. Truffle pig. Oh my God. That's beautiful. It is. Truffle pig. And then a little pig icon on the back. Uh-huh. And we oh. gotta figure. We gotta ask Serge, like, what's the imagery? Like, what's the Could truffle get, pig yeah. getting up? Tell what's him, the truffle? Just, the I want truffle you to throw is it like out a, to him raw, and see how he, you know, what does he do is with it? it? Liberty? <laughs> is it? Tell him that I need his big, beautiful mind on it. Mm, that it is. Well, it's time for my perennial break. Perennial. That makes it sounds like it only happens annually. <laughs> It happens. What is than... perennial? That is uh, perpetuates. It's. I think. Yeah. It's. I think perennial. Oh, yeah. Eh. Perennial. F- I thought it was many times a year, multiple times a year. I thought it's annually. It, it's spring. Annuals. There's perennials and annuals. Really. And I, and I thought annuals were the bulb, like tulip flowers that only bloom once. What's the word for the single bloomers? Death. Because I think it's annuals. No, annuals Annuals bloom once a year, like a rose. We don't have perennial. any botanists. I don't know. I have to look it up. This is where I would go to Google because I'd look for perennial definition. No, stop. Stop. Because then they're going <laughs> to start. Back. You're going to advertisements for flowers. Sorry. Oops. <laughs> it's going to be. It's going to. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> Happy New Year's if you're still celebrating although i don't know how anyone can celebrate uh, after the events we've had over the last day it's hard to believe that it's the 10th I'm gonna, because i i just was shocked i just looked down and I, I can't believe it's the 10th because so much has happened it's almost weird i think that actually there it feels like the year hasn't even started that it's not 2021 yet so it isn't in some in some ancient cultures, it's not 2021 yet. So, uh. what did uh, who was it? Eddie Izzard who was talking about how the Christians won. I mean, the it's, fact that you're saying 2021 is an indication that the Christians won. Well, yeah, he said. Well, he he didn't he didn't say it so directly because he didn't want to riot because he said it in America. I think the the joke, but 
No, what is he says? He says the calendar. He says, he yeah, said, what the what fact happened? that what happened? In the, yeah, the fact that everyone calendar. in the world agrees that this is the year 2021, which is exactly supposedly 2021 years since the death of Jesus Christ. <laughs> tells you <laughs> the whole world order was built on christianity oh, I think, how crazy I think his 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 specific commentary was the uh he says what happened he says the calendar people and the calendar people what happened when the years were counting down they're counting down when they hit zero like what happens when we hit zero is it year is it year pla is it year kumba dumba is it year flumpa you know like what do we do and he said so they decided so it just it's just really silly there was no yeah it's just like much of the things i try to remind people um we invented that that wasn't the universe didn't serve that up for us <laughs> yet again something else because we were talking about pronouns the other day and i was mm. like well you know pronouns don't actually exist we're just yeah. we're humans with different anatomical parts so the difference between us is, well, the parts specifically that are different, yeah. not a woman versus a man. That's like a whole being being different. And we're not. <laughs> we're the same species. And they like, whoa, we use those words to describe other animals in nature. I'm like, yeah, uh, the point of that is, is we use those words. We invented those words to describe things in nature. And guess what we are? Things in nature. <laughs> People are... I can't believe it's I mean, it's probably got to be very circular having those arguments with some people, because what happens is you deal with uh, people's grandiose idea. I remember I had a boss one time that just couldn't get over it. He took me out to dinner, which I don't think it's appropriate to talk to your employee about it, but I was gay and single. He probably thought he knew better than I. And he said, oh, you know, uh, do you believe in religion? And I said, no, I told him my stance. And he said, oh, I just don't understand how. Uh, you know, uh, uh, we can create art and we've created all these beautiful things and we've done all this and you, you know, it's not something special. And, and I was like, I, I told him, I said, it's not, it's not anything special. We're just a beast that got it right. We're just the beasts that won the war, but creation and the beauty. I'm like, yeah, we did it. We, yay. we won. Yeah. We're one times more complex than crows mentally. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. And we can't even <laughs> That's all fathom. it takes. It's and just a lot the... of people can't fathom it still. Because look how easily uh, uh, the riots have shown us. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to call it an insurrection. I think it was genuinely a riot. Um, but the news media will take care of it for me. I have no control over what the media does with it. But it depends on where you go, right? Because have you tuned in at Fox? The, I'm the hearing thing is, Fox. Is, I, you is know, different. the thing is, is, well, no, Fox is only focused they're on not their mission. On, yeah, they're only focused on the deplatforming, the censorship. The only thing they're focused on right now is the fact that um, people are being canceled um, from social media. They they're not talking anything about the Capitol. It's not or anything speech. that happened. God, you and I haven't even broached on that yet. The no. fact of the the <clears throat> ban. Season two, Republic Tuna. Use the force. I think the dark energy that suspends our consciousness is probably pretty close on the hard drive. That's really deep. Hold on, just a second. The the dark energy where our consciousness lives, it's currently suspended right now by our brain. But when we die, it'll recede back into dark energy. That's why there's more of that than everything else in the universe. Because that just that lifts out of us and goes back to that dark energy source. Yeah. So right now there is dark energy in you. What part of your body is it in you, it's, Michael? It's the electrical uh, activity in the brain. So it's everywhere. It's in the nervous system primarily. The nervous system. So the electrons the that are running through the brain and the nervous tract. Because you know what I thought was really interesting is that the brain and just the nervous tract looks like a giant semen. Have you ever looked at that before? <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. Or a jellyfish <laughs> without a big no, head. No, it's not. Jellyfish is weird. It's much um, more of a semen, yeah. Just if, like, look at an image. Oh, with they... all the phalanges. Like, if it had multiple phalangela, phalange, or whatever. Yeah, I hate the word phalanges. But <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> tails, the tails. If it had many tails. If, you know, if you look at it, no, if someone 
pulled it out and then laid it out. And even with the little, um, the, the tentacles, I guess, for the nerve endings, mm-hmm. um, the, the core of the, just the brain, the only thing that is us, because the body, like the organs, everything, none of that is us. The Not only the thing that is part. us. Yeah, you're talking right, about the consciousness, is, yeah. It's just that brain and the stem. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a giant sperm. Oh it's, yeah, yeah, and not even the um, not even all of the nerves, right? You're not not counting the nerves. They have the nerves in it, but even with the nerves, you still see the defined mm-hmm. semen. I, I mean, that that's what it looks like to me. Just it just yeah. grew. It just grew all these extra appendages to support itself. But they 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 what they did is they laid it out. And it was just that, just that the brain and then the stem and the nerves. And it was like, that is you. That is you. That's it. It is. Yeah. That's how you perceive the reality. That's the interface. That is the interface that converts all of your sensors, electrical signals into, into what you experience, right? Because <laughs> your eyes see light. You, your brain doesn't see light. What it sees is electrical signals. So your eye turns into electrical signals, puts it on the high-speed bus. That's your nervous system, sends it in. So that's, I hadn't actually, I thought about those things separately, but yeah, I hadn't thought about the nervous system. Mm -hmm. Then it starts, Stardust then connects you to the system. You join the system. And I like that. You get your dark energy, right? You get your you pick up these waves the consciousness the source of consciousness because there's this otherness to consciousness i mean the only reason why this struck me is because you're bringing up the fact that you and i tend to have a sense of where we're going to go for for a lot of reasons but you know we we weren't (laughs) we're not twins that's for sure (laughs) oh goodness (laughs) so it's interesting to think you know and people oh you know reincarnation you know so if you take all these things with a grain of salt it kind of points to the fact that well it all yeah it's possible it's suspended somewhere we know equals equals mc square is true essentially from our perception um we know it's only energy and the biggest thing we've discovered in the universe that we know nothing about is dark energy and dark matter i talk about how religious you are all the time on my facebook live i'm like oh if you want religion go to my friend (laughs) like this is not the facebook live to come to her religion like go to my friend mike i tell people on the facebook live all the time i know i'm an extremist i know what i said was really intense if you michael michael is a nice damn (laughs) michael piscatelli damn holds back the raymond wongers waters (laughs) very well Mm, but you, but I, the religion thing but you know you're starting to give me stuff i can actually subscribe to now that makes sense to me and because we are stardust it is behoo- it behooves me to believe that we can be connected to something and that means everybody gets a shot right the dark matter can come to be anything in that sense if you're if we're th- if i'm going to join you in this high thought all that animals means that, that all, ex- all living things trees, trees trees right for this moment it has its dark matter has its existence and eventually it'll leave and it'll say what a run that was a thousand years that was good but uh, everyone yeah. burned me down you know whatever that, the, I, who knows? that animistic tradition of the natives and everything that everything has a spirit where you know that that's intuitive and if you're gay you have two spirits <laughs> that's what the natives said i don't even know what that means yeah the native oh because we Navajos, have both the said, male and the female energy or you want yes you crave both so you obviously have a man and a woman in you or you've lived many different lifetimes but like, like, you know what they like, bring it up with a native shaman i'm not i'm not an expert we're no, fact no, checkers I, we'll accept native i'm not either and i've not heard fact checkers I have yet, I mean, maybe I haven't been listening to the right circles. Maybe Sam Harris, somebody's maybe already kind of alluding to these things, but I don't know how many people are like trying to, you know, connect those dots. But okay, it, I'm giving science, you credit. It takes though, science. Like, I like, I, science I've will been, have to answer it someday, right? It's I've not. been pushing you. Science will not answer it because I subscribe to the belief that if we understand our own brains and our existence, that we will destroy ourselves. So, and it's not possible. Like we are not, the universe oh, is too great yeah. right we, do, we don't have comprehend we don't have the capacity to really like we're not no no way yeah. not now maybe in time long time and the robots will figure it out and kill us but uh 
because that's the problem if they figure it out we should be really worried they're like you fools and they'll be like it's hard to understand space time when you're stuck to it when you're like in it you're going to lose you're gonna (laughs) you're gonna gonna lose when you only got a hundred years yeah if you're lucky yeah yeah i was reading something or i was listening to somebody bring that point up quite matter of factly like well what we're going to discover about reality is that we can't ever possibly understand it like to the degree of a fact that we would want to not without some oh you know what it was all right so it's a great podcast that at some point i want to talk about but um, it's called future hindsight and they were talking about um ai ai may have the capacity especially um quantum ai based on quantum computing Mm -hmm. technology may develop the capacity to actually answer some of these questions however the likelihood we will understand it is minuscule to none because we won't we just won't have the capacity to wrap our head around it and i thought that was fascinating like if if our only way to really understand the universe is to invent a technology that has to do it for us and that's generally what how we've culturally circumnavigated evolution mm-hmm. that's how we've left the earth <laughs> right <laughs> is we've developed an instrument that helps turn information into a way that's accessible to us and, and so, to accomplish feats we could never do never by ourselves so we cannot break gravity without the support of immense firepower and that is the limitation of human and man and so the same thing this technology the that makes complete sense to me that because our current physical technology has exceeded our abilities our ability to drive across the nation and our ability to survive in harsh climates Mm -hmm. you know our physical our physical prowess is not a prowess (laughs) <laughs> it's technological now no right? and the so, more of us is replicated or even invented in a way that's unnatural online which is the scariest part about ai is it's going to be introduced to ideas about us that don't even exist in nature but um the ability to access that information recall it and use it at the speed and accuracy that an algorithm can do it is already way beyond us has been has been any Excel macro that I've been using for like two, like over t- every decade, it's yeah. just, you know, like it's, it's crazy to me. The capacity. And now imagine if it could think for itself, if it could build its own rules, solve its own problems. That's where they're going. That's where these, that's where these machines are going with machine learning. And right now they're only limited by their physical capacity. And that's what um, quantum computing is going to help alleviate. And I use the word alleviate when I should say <laughs> unleash, <laughs> unleash, unleash this thing. <laughs> Alleviating the barriers is unleashing something we really don't understand. <laughs> you we know, you were, be... you were talking about those chat bots, right? A while ago, yeah. in one of those episodes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like rudimentary. That's like, you know, homo habilis or, or plesiatib form tree climbing critter type operation compared to what these things are going to be capable of china probably already has them who knows we won't we won't know for a while would do it i think i would think china's concerned because they can't control it oh i think i think chinese people will do it will will the communist party be online with it no so you think that That, the people are already doing it yeah because that i mean i think that the cloning experiment showed us that they have a huge underground yeah the fact that there's just too many people governments yeah i mean they have a big control apparatus but the but the counter to it is so strong when you hit two billion i think you'd say it's critical mass right yeah you're gonna and it's unfortunate because one percent because we have the issues too we have one percent but 1% of 2 billion is billion. quite a, a large number of individuals with the freedom to create AI or clone. Yeah, absolutely. Do right. whatever they want. It's just bigger. What's the state going to do? I, and there's, you know, there's a strong interest to work against the state there. So 
But we got to be ready for them. And that's why the United States has to be organized and the people need to be organized. We, I think that's why the, I think our podcast is important because the getting people to realize and wake up and see that there is a very clear fight in front of you. You're mad for all the wrong reasons today. And that's a wrap. Ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, thank you for listening to this first behind the scenes episode. For more information on this and other episodes, head over to citizendogood.com and click on podcast. While you're there, hit up our contact us page and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from the community. Intro music sampled from OK Class by Ozzy Jock under Creative Commons license through freemusicarchive.org. Other music provided royalty-free through Fissilian Studios.